Hey, what's going on? It's John, and it's time for the JMart Cast for Monday, February 14th, even though today's Tuesday, February 15th. Sorry about that. I'm a little late, but what are you going to do? What's going on? How are you? How was your week, friends and family? Bit of a bit. Of, it's been a bit of a crazy week, eh? So much has happened. I don't even know where to start. Oh, uh, man. Uh, well, you know what? I'll just start with some personal stuff. I got a haircut <laughs> from my buddy Stan, who used to be a client of mine, who I used to train. And I, one of my best clients, one of my clients that I had the most success with, where I helped him improve uh, his uh, back pain. I helped improve uh, muscle hyper with muscle hypertrophy. He definitely got a lot more muscular and stronger while training with me. And he's been very happy with the kind of the services that I provided. And we stayed in touch over the years. And he's recently, he's an older gentleman, but he's pivoted into a new career as a hairdresser. And he's awesome at it. So I went and got a haircut from him. If anyone's looking for a dope haircut in Toronto, near the downtown area, go to Black Sheep Hair and ask for Stan. He will do an amazing job. His one, the only criticism I have for, for Stan is because he has such great attention to detail, he takes a really long time to finish haircuts. <laughs> so other than that, because he takes such you know care and has such a great attention to detail, he actually does an amazing job and it looks perfect. You just have to have the uh, time allotment to be able to get your haircut done and then have enough time to do the other stuff during your during your week. So that's one thing that I did today, this week. Um, let's see, uh, what else? Um, Bennett's potty training is going well. Are my boys doing really well with, uh, you know, staying uh, uh, very stable, I guess? Or what, what am I trying to say? He, he hasn't kind of taken a step back in terms of his potty training. He's been doing really well. Um in the last few mornings, I believe, we've, I've actually woken up and gone to his room to find him sitting on the potty and kind of doing a number two without any prompt from us. So it's been awesome. If from that sense, it's I don't know how many times I've raved about having <laughs> a potty trained kid already on this podcast, but it bears saying again that it, it feels good to have that. Uh, what else? My little girl's getting super big. She's she's awesome. She gives me so much happiness. She, it's so funny how quickly kids grow up. We had these little hats for because it's the winter time, right? You want to put a little hat on your baby to keep their head warm, keep their little ears warm when you take them outside, especially with the weather we've had, the minus 20 weather. Oh, my God. And so we had this little hat that was too big for her for the longest time, and we just kept trying, and it was too big. So now all of a sudden... A little bit of time passes. We tried it again, and now it's too small. We never got to put it on her. <laughs> Must have gone through just a big growth spurt recently, and boom. Now she's got a big head. She's got a big old head, just like Daddy. Uh, yeah, so that's funny. Now what else? Um, oh, um, I have a... We got a big dog in the house. My brother's big old dog, the Armenian Gamper. The giant dog that weighs probably more than 130 pounds is a visitor at our house for about a week, slightly more than a week, and uh, it's been awesome taking care of him. He's such a nice dog. Um, he does require a lot of walks. I've been on average taking him for three walks per day, and like you know, he he's used every single walk to clean out the pipes for a number one and a number two, and it was. 
it's been difficult to take him on these walks with the minus 20 weather. And so not yesterday, but the day before, it was really freaking cold. And I was really tired by the end of the day. I was like falling asleep after putting the kids down. So I decided I'm too tired to take the dog on a walk. I let him go in the backyard for a couple minutes to take care of business for number one. And I was like, oh, that's good enough. Brought him back in. And then lo and behold, (laughs) the morning after I wake up to hearing the dog pee on the stairs (laughs) leading up to the upstairs. Oh, and I was like, oh, this is my fault. I couldn't even get mad at the dog. I I made him wait for so long before he he could go outside and, you know, do his business properly. So try to clean up everything as quickly as I could, then took the dog out for a walk and he finished doing his business. He did two number twos. That was hilarious. Thought I was done. Luckily, I had enough extra bags. I carry like four or five bags with me because this dog is so huge and his like business is so large that it <laughs> you need multiple bags just in case. It's an insurance policy. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of the stuff that's happened to me personally. Uh, oh yeah, one more thing happened personally. I... Uh, was in this group chat with some friends and these are great friends and talk to them fairly regularly about random stuff. But as you might imagine, most of the conversation these days is revolving about what's going on with COVID and the government response and all and all that. And, you know, it was it's funny. I was there is one other person other than me who who left the chat. So I left the chat because I just had enough of this talk of covid and pandemic and response and how it's it's just been all you know nonsensical i I don't want to have these conversations with people anymore it's 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 over like the person before before me who left the chat he he also was as well he's he was a little different bit of a case he's just like very like pro lockdowns pro everything like pro government response like the more control the better the way he sees it which is surprising because he claims to have escaped the um authoritarian regime of uh, communist China. He says that he he escaped that and he's glad that he's escaped that, but he's very pro-authoritarian Canadian regime. Anyways, we the most of the group was very much against him and I and kind of voiced that and I guess he just didn't like that very much and eventually left the group, which is fine. He doesn't need to stay where he's not doesn't feel like you know, people don't, don't agree with him. That's his choice. Um and then I was just tired of this conversation back and forth with people having, yeah, a lot of these pro-authoritarian ideas. So I was like, I'm done with this too. I don't need to be part of this conversation. So I kind of left that group chat. I feel a lot better now. Less of that stupid conversation. Although, even though you leave the group chats, you're still bombarded with news of stupid things going on, right? Like... um early earlier this week I think it was closer to Monday lots not this week I guess last week there was a a court ruling that said honking is illegal in Ottawa okay that's pretty crazy to make honking illegal then I saw videos of police confiscating gas from truckers I saw them confiscating firewood from truckers doesn't make sense to me I saw there was a, what is his name, Colonel Bulford or something like that. Um, Corporal, not Colonel. Corporal 
Bulford. He was on a personal security for Justin Trudeau. And the quote by him is, I have drawn my line in the sand. No more silence and compliance from me. He resigned. I heard another podcast where it was claimed that after resigning, he went on to go and join the truckers and be on the security team for the truckers. If that's true, that's amazing. Good for him for recognizing the tyranny of the Trudeau government and leaving that behind. What else I, did I see this week that made absolutely no freaking sense? Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. The hotels in Ottawa are being booked by the Canadian government so that truckers don't have a place to stay. <laughs> oh my God, that makes no freaking sense. If that's true, just that's just, you know, public funds, public money being used to, you know, book hotels so they can stay empty so that truckers can't use them. I'm not for that. That makes no sense for me. Then I saw a video of a five foot nothing guy honking after it was made illegal to honk in Canada and police just manhandled him and put him in an arrest. Like the police was like freaking tall, big guy, young, tall, big guy. This old man looked like he was probably older than 50, probably older than 60. He was five foot nothing and his arm just got janked, like yanked super hard. <sighs> And he got arrested with the help of another dude, another young, big, tough looking, you know, police officer who was wearing his mask in a way where it wasn't even covering his nose. So it's, it's all it's all it's all BS, right? <laughs> um, what else? Let's see. U.S. inflation hit seven and a half percent. Yeah, that's that's a pretty large number. Basically, you're losing money as you speak, as you breathe. Get your money transferred to a hard asset. That's all I got to say about that. Um, I've seen stats about childhood obesity going up significantly at a huge rate, way faster rate than what it was before the pandemic. I've seen stats about the deaths of despair, those going up. I've seen... Stats about ch children's speech impediment, like getting worse because they don't see people's faces covered up in masks. You know, people are missing cancer diagnoses, they're getting late surgeries, all this because of all of this stupid situation we're in with the response to the pandemic by the Trudeau government. Yeah, this is the state of affairs we live in. Then, of course, there was the whole GoFundMe thing. Right, the GoFundMe, nearly $10 million was uh, taken by, by that company and they said they were going to give it to other charities and then when there was a huge backlash against that, they said they just refund people the money, so that's good. And then there was the Gifts and Go um, fun, uh, like fundraiser where instead of GoFundMe, people decided to provide money to Gifts and Go because that charity said we don't make these distinctions we're going to give the money if you donate through us 
So there's another $8 million donated to, through Give, Send, Go, and they were going to give the money to the truckers, but of course the Ontario government stepped in through the banks, through, I think, TD Bank. So FTD Bank. Stupid Toronto Dominion. Go go to hell. So another so $10 million from GoFundMe, another $8 million from Give, Send, Go does not get to the truckers, but luckily there's the Bitcoin donations, which... Um, last time I said there was like two Bitcoin donated it, the number raised or raised actually totaled to 21 by now. And that money safe and secure and is now being distributed to the truckers, which is nice. There you go. More, more free advertising by the Canadian government for the usefulness of Bitcoin for money that can't be, uh, can't be controlled by the state. What else? I'm a bit deflated this year, this, this week, uh, have a little less time to do video editing, to like put out two videos per week on my YouTube channel. And obviously this, um, podcast is quite a bit late, just hard to have enough time to, you know, take care of two little children, um, and be able to do all this. So sorry for being late. Sorry for sounding deflated, but you know, like I said, like I started off, some of the things happening in my personal life are good, right? I have awesome kids. I got a sweet haircut. <laughs> I am no longer part of toxic group chats where I'm getting upset. So all in all, things are good. And even though, oh yeah, the emergency act, right? The, the Trudeau government just just underwent or had they have emergency powers through this emergency act. I don't fully know the, yeah, they just invoked emergency the emergencies act in response to the ongoing protests. So out of, you know, because of that, they can now basically, according to them, they can track any financial kind of um, support people have been providing to truckers and, you know, go after them. I don't know under what, um, you know, charges they can go after people, but they, at this point they just make stuff up. So yeah, we live in a totalitarian state. I, want to get out of this country. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs when my family left places that were tyrannical to come to this place for freedom. And then it turns out that uh, this place is turning into a copy of the places we escaped. But that's all right. We, there's still, you know, this isn't over yet. Um, <laughs> I was just checking, actually not that I'm talking, I'm just checking, um, Twitter and there's a hashtag that says Trudeau di dictatorship must go that's trending. <laughs> so there you go. There's still some hope for um, for this stuff to end. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Something non-related um, to to Bitcoin. There was actually one thing before I get onto that. Just wanted to go back to the CPI. So the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, inflation is at 7.5%, which is quite a lot. But just so we put that in perspective, I found this um, tweet from Otavio Costa, who's a, who's a portfolio manager at Crestcat Capital. And according to his tweet, in... The price changes since January 2021, and he sources, he, he uses Bloomberg as the source for these values. 
he says that natural gas was up by 81%. Oil was up by 66%. Agricultural commodities up by 24%. Rent up by 13%. Used car prices up by 44%. Gasolines up by 36%. Cattle prices up by 20%. Lumber up by 15%. Coffee up by 92%. Hotel prices up by 37%. So all these things are double-digit prices price inflation, yet the CPI, the consumer price index that takes into account all these things that I just said is only seven and a half percent. So seven and a half is pretty high, but that's a suppressed number that they're reporting. It's actually, it's easily double digits. So there's that. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about today is seed oils, something unrelated to Bitcoin, something unrelated to the madness of whatever we're living through. Let's talk about health a little bit. If you consume seed oils, you're doing yourself a disservice. What are seed oils? Canola oil, soy oil, sunflower seed oil, safflower seed oil. Uh, what else? All the stuff all that comes from seeds. Just avoid that stuff. I'm going to go through a thread on Twitter again of this individual at root cause doctor look him up at root cause doctor he says that this is his thread how seeding eat oils break break your most important cellular machinery he's talking about the mitochondria it may appear simplistic to blame seed oils for every modern chronic disease obesity diabetes alzheimer's disease cancer age-related macular degeneration all appear unrelated but If we discard the organ-specific disease paradigm and consider what's happening at the level of the cell, things start to make sense. Linoleic acid, the chief omega-6 fatty acid contained in seed oils, produces mitochondrial dysfunction in every cell of your body. How? Quite literally by weakening the cellular cellular machinery with shoddy materials. It's like building your engine with your engine pistons out of plastic. Mitochondria are ancient endosymbiosed bacteria, sorry. Mitochondria are ancient endosymbiosed bacteria that live in our cells and make energy for us. Happy working mitochondria equals striving and healthy. Broken or distorted mitochondria equals road, road to disease. One of the most important machines in mitochondria is cardiolipin. This is a lipid complex that plays an essential role in mitochondrial energy metabolism. It sits at the inner mitochondrial membrane and helps make magic of the electron transport chain. Cardiolipin has four fatty acid tails, kind of like a triglyceride, but with one extra. And the fatty acid composition of this molecule influences its function and in turn that of the mitochondria. So... Today, people are eating evolutionarily inconsistent amounts of plant-derived linoleic acid from refined seed oils, and excess linoleic acid in cardiolipin causes it to oxidize and break. Oxidized cardiolipin will lead to a defective electron transport chain, which is very important. That's how we make ATP. That is the currency of of the body through energy. Oxidized cardiolipin also leads to mitochondrial dysfunction and cellular damage and death. By regularly eating seed oils instead of ancestrally appropriate saturated fats, 
you're forcing your body to make your cardio lipping with linoleic acid. The, inev- the inevitable outcome is oxidized cardiolipin and mit- mitochondrial dysfunction. If every cell in every organ has defet- defective mitochondria, you're going to get sick. Which organ that disease manifests will depend on other mitochondrial in- insults. It will depend on other dietary toxins such as refined and carb, refined carb and sugar intake. It will also depend on individual genetic predispositions. Uh, all this. We- all this, we haven't even talked about the breakdown products of linoleic acids, which themselves are toxic to your cells in a host of ways, some even completely unrelated to the mitochondria. There is an article regarding this in PubMed called Lowering Dietary Linoleic Acid Reduces Bioactive Oxidized Linoleic Acid Metabolites in Humans. This was a study from 2012 by the author named Christopher Ramsden. Worth checking that out. All right. That's all so that's all I got to say about that. Avoid seed oils. They're bad for you, bad for your health. Buy Bitcoin because that's good for your financial health, because even under emergency powers, the Trudeau government can't take that money away from you. Can't seize it. All right. That's it. I'm gonna keep it short today, just 20 minutes. Hope everyone had a good week. Hopefully I'll have some free time next week to do the podcast on time and have it released on Monday. Until then, everybody, thanks for listening. Stay active. Be grateful. Jmart out.